0: First off, it's game week. Um, we're, we're really excited for this uh, this renewed um, just sense of urgency for us to be able to take the field. Um, you know, we're, we're the, the players have been working incredibly hard. Um, I thought that from a bye week perspective, it couldn't have gone better. Um, but the bye weeks in our rearview mirror, and now it's uh, all about what lies ahead, and that's um, you know family weekend. Um, you know, in a highly energetic Folsom Field that we look forward to playing in front of, and um, and, and we want to we want to surpass that energy um, from a team perspective uh, in terms of how we play, um, how our sideline operates, um, and I think the practices have have definitely um, been reflective of that energy. Um, today's practice uh, was really our first you know game week practice. Uh, what we did is we did a walkthrough. Um, we added a couple walkthroughs after the, the two practices so Tuesday and Wednesday um, you know we had those those full speed practices were very competitive um, and then Thursday um, added a morning walkthrough um, before you know players had a chance to, to get home for some of the weekend uh, and then we added a Sunday night walkthrough as well and um, you know just I, I really believe that this group of players understands just the process is what this thing's all about um, if you make it solely about outcome um, and not really focusing on the Process and for us as coaches and me um, speaking to the team uh, is d- really identifying what are what is our new process going forward. Um, you know today was a physical tough day. It was and that's exactly what we wanted to get out of today. Um, and that's exactly what the players gave. Um, you know if we want to fix um, some of the things that preceded, you know this new start in the in the run game and, and stopping the run, you know, we got to practice that way. Um, and we, we we I think the players understood that and, and continually just giving them the why. Uh, And then they're giving us, um, you know, the what, which is effort, enthusiasm, intensity, Um, you know, great challenge this week against Cal, a team with a winning record coming in, Um, you know, a highly explosive running back. Number six, uh, you know, when we were game planning for Arizona, I couldn't believe the amount of explosives um, that that he had, Uh, you know, a quarterback number 13 that. Um, You know, I have some personal experience coaching against in 2020, uh, Minnesota, Purdue, uh, the COVID year um, was a a wild game. I think I uh, didn't know it at the time, but I think myself and about 39 others in our building had active COVID that was revealed the next day um, and uh, with testing. Um, but we were, uh, we were hanging on by a thread as everybody was in 2020. And, um, you know, I remember uh, same number, same jersey number, I believe 13. Uh, you know, just, a, you know, he has a lot of experience, game experience, um, proficient pastor, um, you know, and, and, and a guy that, that, you know, if you're not correcting your coverage responsibilities, he's going to reveal uh, some of those weaknesses. So, um, you know, they have a good group of receivers led by number three in a tight end group. Uh, they'll play three at a time. 20, uh, 85 is a, is a fantastic tight end. Um, and then a defense that, that I have a lot of respect for, their head coach, um, he and I worked together. Actually, I played uh, in my time at Boise State. He was uh, a, d- a defensive graduate assistant. Um, and we've crossed paths over the years. Uh, Stanford, when you know I was at Stanford, he was at Washington. Uh, when I was at Stanford, he was at USC. So uh, a lot of familiarity uh, uh, personally and, and professionally. Um, and then, a, a, you know, a defensive coordinator I got a lot of respect for. Um, you know, just a very sound defense, um, you know, playing really hard. Um, you know, their, their linebacking tandem, uh, defensive coordinator, son um, is, is a fantastic player. Um, or our nephew, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, you know, familiarity for me personally. There's, there are six coaches, including uh, the head football coach at Cal that um, I either played with um, either coached at Stanford, um, you know, or my dad coached with. So um, it's going to be fun to, to, to have a chance to say hello to some of those guys and, uh, and then get really back to, to being what this thing's all about, and that's our players. Um, so with that, I'll open up for questions. Coach, um, interim coaches
1: last weekend went 4-0. Why do you think that might be and is it just a fresh voice in the room or your
0: thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, great question. I mean, I think, um, you know, some of those those interim decisions were made weeks ago, some of them were made more recently. Um, so, it, you know, there's a, there's an evolution, there's a, there's a process that you need to put in place as an interim head coach. And um, whether it be, um, you know, a new voice, whether it be changes that were made, whether you put um, as an interim head coach, you put, um, you know, Play callers in, in their in the correct you know seats and you know make the changes. I think all of it um, can lead to positive growth, but the thing that we can't ever forget is there is an emotional toll on student athletes with regards to change, um, and that's that's never going to change. And I think um, you know us having the bye week allowed us to, to get some of our our practices and our in our process in place, um, and, and, and I really do believe these players have bought into that process. Um, we're not going to really talk about going into this game that you know this is the uh, you know an interim interim head coach advantage game because this thing's about the players. It's not about me, and it's not about our staff. It's about our players and um, restoring their confidence, their belief, um, and their trust in one another and their trust in us. And I see a team that's that's um, you know playing confidently, practicing confidently, and, and I, I believe that they trust the process, um, and that's what we got to continue to do um, not just this week but going forward.
2: Mike, we talked to Dion right after practice, and he said that there's a, you know, a lot of really good energy in the last couple weeks, and then he said, but we had good energy before, and it just didn't translate to game week, and we heard that a lot you know, mm-hmm. in the first five weeks that good practices weren't translating. Um, have you been able to kind of pinpoint why that wasn't translating, and have you done anything to try to help it translate better uh, those good practices to Saturday?
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I think energy is one thing, but also structure and process is another um and and i think just defining what our daily process is um we have themed practices um throughout the course of the week that are new um and i think just understanding that like for example tuesday's a a physical day right um and you know we have a you know moniker that's inside the building with regards to each day um but uh you know i I think just them understanding that the process is more important because i think if if on the external world, we don't. That, that's part of the reason that we've had an opportunity to allow you guys in to see the process um, because that really is the process that ultimately yields the results. Um, it, you, if, if everything is a referendum on solely what happens on Saturday, which ultimately I'm not, we all are evaluated on as coaches, um, then it really makes it solely about Saturday, not about what goes into um, the, the week of preparation. Um, what I would say uh, even beyond that, um, is just pr- for us practicing with, with, with real intentionality um, to make it as, as game-like as possible. That certainly is a change that, that we've instilled um, that that you know the, the the crowd noise the the music the chaos the competition the you know the um, not just good on good and running other people's plays but good on good running our good plays offensively versus our good plays defensively um, and then putting you know a little bit of skin in the game with regards to you know takeaways and and uh, turnovers you know I think that's been a, a big thing for us so um, you know, there is a definitive process. We're, we're emphasizing those things. And if it's solely about Saturday, then, um, then why are we practicing? You know, because ultimately you need to see that growth, um, you know, from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then you have that ultimate belief that you can go into that game with the confidence uh, and the belief and trust in one another to have uh, the result that we're all looking for.
2: Mike, you mentioned that you guys were going out on the road to recruit last week. I'm sure it varies recruit to recruit, generally what's been your message to those guys that are committed to 2022
0: Yeah, I think I think the, the number one thing that we've talked to each one of those players about um, you know is that that you know Colorado is committed to you. Um, the University of Colorado is in it for you. Um, you know, we've had great cooperation uh, with Rick George uh, with regards to recruiting um, and conversations with recruits. Um, and uh, you know we just wanna reiterate to them that um, that there's seven seven games left of football this year. Um, that um, there is obviously zero quit in any one of us as coaches. Uh, that's reflected in, in the type of relationships we have with them in, in recruiting. Um, and so I, th- I think we're just we're operating as business as usual. You're committed to Colorado. Colorado's committed to you. Uh, and let's just keep putting our head down and, and moving forward towards the goal, um, which is to win football games uh, and ultimately get you to sign that dotted line here at Colorado. Whether there's a change or not a change, you know th- there's always. Uh, recruiting that continues to happen from here until December.
1: Offensively against Arizona, it seemed like you guys were taking a step in the right direction. Um, and a lot of that seemed to have to do with the ability of the running backs in space. How much is that going to be an emphasis going forward with guys like Dion and Anthony Hankerson who showed some promise as well and even Charlie offered all the way to the play early on. How much are you looking to get those guys involved in the offense as, as we go forward here?
0: Um, a lot, you know, and that's that's a that's a room that you know I talked to Coach Hagan um, in particular uh, this week, just he did he did a really good job. You know, kind of being you know a, a transitional time with Font and Dion being really one A one B, you know, and everybody else playing a small role to you know, fought getting dinged up in the Air Force game and um, and really now having to manage, um, you know, how to keep everybody fresh and healthy, but also uh, make sure we get the, the right players in the right positions to go, you know, ex- utilize their unique gifts and skill sets. And I think Arizona was the game where we started to feel that, see that um, come to fruition, and, and that's going to be what we, uh, what we do going forward. So... Um, you know, I think that that room in and of itself has truly bought into They're better together, um, you know, and they're better when they're fresher, um, and they, they're pulling for each other. The energy on the sideline in that group at Arizona uh, I wasn't down there, but I heard was, was phenomenal. Um, taking shared interest in the success of, of the unit um, rather than just the you know, the, the self, you know, selfishness of just me. Um, and, and Dion was a huge part of that. Um, a lot of credit to Dion, not just for. Um, how he performed, but how he led. And that's the same Deion Smith I saw all, all off offseason, um, and I expect really good things from him, from Hank, um, from Charlie. And Jaylee Lee Stacks uh, really had a good bye week, uh, came back off of a little bit of a ding himself. So, um, you know, really excited to see that, that room have a little bit more um, depth and shared ownership in terms of uh, getting the ultimate outcome that we all want. Coach, you
1: mentioned before about adding the off- walkthroughs and things. What else are you doing differently, uh, whether it be schematically or in practices?
0: Yeah, um, you know, I think I think that the big thing is, is w- w- you know, from takeaway and turnover standpoint, we want to be on the plus side. That's how you you flip flip the script quickly. You know, if you can, uh, you know, be on the on the plus side of the takeaway battle and, and getting more getting more than the the defense uh, than our offense gives up. Um, so that's been honestly probably the, the most consistent emphasis every single day is just just making a tangible um, practice related um, you know really award system for the defense getting taken takeaways and the offense you know not turning the ball over Um, so that that's um, you know something that a a mentor of mine um, you know coach Chris Peterson at Boise State always emphasized when I was playing for him Um, and that's something that we're implementing here on a daily basis Um, you know like I said uh, you know really emphasizing the run fits uh, and, and, and running the football you know, we're, we're doing a lot more inside drill, which is basically nine on seven. Um, you take the skill out of it. Um, we're starting every practice with that mentality, um, you know, just so we can, we can truly um, emphasize the importance of running the football and stopping the run and the physicality of the game. Um, and then, you know, tomorrow is going to be a day where it's, it's a themed process day off of winning football games. And winning football games is winning situations. Um, You know, so we're going to emphasize, you know, the third down periods, make them competitive. Um, We're going to emphasize, you know, some of the red zone periods. uh, And then we're going to emphasize even, you know, two-minute end-of-game scenarios and make those competitive. So, um, you know, I think just a combination of getting good looks of what Cal does offensively and defensively, um, but also implementing some true competition. Uh, And I think competition is really what I think is the biggest change with regards to the turnover battle, you know, and with regards to, uh, you know, to situational football.
3: Hi, Coach. On a similar note, what have your conversations been like with Gerald Chapman this week in creating that simple, fast, and
0: sound defense? Yeah, they've, they've been really good. Um, you know, he, you know I, I've been really really proud not only of, of how he's responded to this, and you can't forget, I mean, this is, this is a big change for everybody. You know, everybody's playing some, some different role than they were playing, you know, in, from a coaching standpoint, and some players um, are playing in different roles than they were two weeks ago. Um, but what I, what I give a lot of credit to is not just Coach Chapman, but the defensive staff as a whole. Um, you know, there's a lot of capable uh, defensive play callers in that room. Um, you know, that's a, that's a decision that, that myself and, and Rick George made and trust in our gut. Um, the leadership, uh, the, the intensity, the value that he places on the players was in, in line with the vision that we had for this season because um, that's what it is. And, um, and I, I've really seen uh, just great input. Rod Chance um, in particular has been – um, but been, been very uh, astute with, with some of his knowledge and experience. And, you know, he and I have some background, you know, albeit about a couple weeks at Minnesota together. But um, there's a lot of respect that I have from him and his coaching tree and what he's brought. Um, and, you know, Mark Smith, Jeff Smart, uh, you know, his, the elevation of him and those guys working together, coaching the linebackers, um, you know, and, and Brett Maxey just being a, just a constant um, steady voice uh, of wisdom and, and guidance. Um, you know and then you know even even just seeing what the GAs and quality controls are doing it's fun for me I'm going into that defensive room every once in a while I'm having a blast I'm learning you know and then they're vetting everything that they're doing Um, you know we put in a new call or we put in a new um, you know front structure uh, or um, we put in a new pressure we're going to vet every single thing about it whether it's you know, empty, whether it be, that's a fine right there, um, just kidding, um, but uh, you know, I, I, I love the work that they're, they're putting in together, and, and you can't forget that this is going to be Gerald Chapman's first game calling it, um, but uh, everything that I've seen is that he has embraced the role, he's, he's owned the role, and he's leading, but he's leading in a servant manner, it's not just a, a dictatorship from anything that he's doing. Okay, two more, go ahead,
1: dude. Coach, uh, last week when we talked to Coach Patterson. He talked about the intermediate passing game. Do you guys think you're going to be more aggressive on those early downs and just trying to get the first first down to keep some drives
0: going? Yeah, it's. I mean, that's a, it's a great point. Um, you know, we're going to, you know, obviously we want to run the football to win. You know, you, you win the trenches, um, you know, at the University of Colorado, good things happen. Um, that's what we're emphasizing, what we're emphasizing. And, um, it all goes hand-in-hand, hand though, right? Um, you know, defenses start getting more aggressive in the run fit. It opens up those intermediate pass lanes, um, you know, and that's, that's the balance that we got to continue to find. Uh, you know, I think it, it was a, a really a five-week journey offensively to find an identity um, and, and can be challenging as you go through some, you know, some attrition from a body standpoint, injuries, and in players that are, um, that are dinged up and then coming back. Um, But ultimately, I think that we're we're really starting to find our identity. Um, I thought we saw that really UCLA at times and getting into the Arizona game. But the whole whole premise of um, all three units playing together is one. I think that's a huge part of it, too. Um, You know, you look at drive scoring success charts. Um, If you start your drive on the 25-yard line with consistency as an offense, You know, your scoring percentages are certainly way lower than if you start on the plus 40. You know, those 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 uh, scoring percentages double, you know, and I think that's a huge part of it is just, you know, creating takeaways defensively, offensive offense playing, you know, uh, aggressive football and getting the end zone special teams, getting a takeaway. You know, those those things are what I'm looking forward to with uh, response to this team um, to play with their hair on fire um, as a unit. And, uh, and that it's shared ownership instead of it's kind of offense is this, defense is this, special teams is this. We're going to play together as one buff family, um, and that's, that's what I'm starting to see in practice.
2: Matt McChesney has a little bit of passion for this. <laughs> uh, curious, what would be your decision to have him speak to the team, and do you have plans for other guys maybe to talk to the team?
0: Yeah, you know, Matt's just a guy that has incredible passion, and he was a perfect guy to uh, to bring in with regards to the the day, the theme of the day. Um, You know, today's a physical day. You know, um, Matt embodied um, what a buff is from a – the O-line and D-line in the, you know, D-line here at CU, O-line in the NFL, um, he's lived the trenches. Um, he's made his entire livelihood as an entrepreneur in the trenches, um, and he's got incredible passion for not only this program but for offensive and defensive line play. and. Uh, you know, I wanted him to uh, to have that opportunity to, to to just express his desire for this this program, his belief in this program, and the men that we have um, in the trenches. Um, and he did a fantastic job; got the juices flowing. And um, I think the players were excited to hear from a, a buff that that truly loves this place. Um, and uh, yes, there's always uh, always opportunities to bring more buffs back. Um, I thought that was perfect. We did it. We didn't do it at the end of practice. I did it before nine on seven drill. Um, I gave him. A, I told him you had a good minute because we're gonna. Our practices are gonna be pretty high paced. Um, he took a little bit more than that, but it was worth it. Um, and he did. He did a fantastic job of uh, just really speaking from his heart about what this place means to him and what you know O line and D line play and linebacker play is all about. And uh, the conviction was there. And uh, you know I. Did I want people to be around our players that you know, that can speak real, can speak truth, um, can speak life, and, uh, and he did that today. Last one,
3: Pat. Mike, well, just to
1: follow up on the previous running back question, um, the younger guys seem to kind of move ahead of Dion in the pecking order in that last game. Do you expect that to continue? Moving forward and, and along those lines, uh, Alex Fontenot, what update can
0: you give on him and if he's ready to rejoin that mix? Yeah, first off, uh, you know, they're, they're, nobody moved in front of Dion. You know, in terms of like starts and, you know, who has the, you know, who gets the first carry, a lot of times I, I know a lot of people put a lot of value in that. But when we're a rotational group and we, we, you know, we have openers that are scripted, um, you know, you're going to put the right guys in position and then, you know, it might even be with, you know, having a third down plan in mind. Um, so, uh, you know, I was, Deion's the leader of that group um, and Hank and uh, and Charlie and now Jay Lee, um, their they're unit is one and they're playing as such. So there is no favor um, with regards to younger backs over Deion. Dion had his his best game against Arizona and he had a chip on his shoulder and um, I love what I saw from Dion, Um, you know, and I think he, you know, him learning and and growing through the fact that being fresher gives him more quality, you know, when he does get those opportunities in space, um, you know, we are one, one backfield that's together as one, Um, you know, fine. is still, you know, still trending in a good direction. Um, No real updates from that perspective, but um, certainly does help with our depth getting Jay Lee back um, as part of that force. What was that? I, font, huh? I said font, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're good. Okay.
2: We're good, coach. Thank you.
0: All right, thank you very much.
2: All right, we'll open up with questions for Anthony. I Anthony, mean, you go from uh, just being cleared a couple weeks ago now you're doing a press conference, so uh, yes, it must mean you've uh, been playing well, so talk about the progression here through the first couple of weeks of you playing and just kind of getting back into the swing of things for you physically.
4: I mean, uh, kind of just I started out just taking it slow, you know, I was, I went down with an injury, but I never left uh, the other player side at all. Um, I was still in the meetings, still trying to catch up, still trying to keep my head focused on on each game play, even every week, even the ones I weren't playing in. Um, kind of just, yeah, that's all. Just make sure I stay in it. Anthony, kind of building off that, what
2: what did you learn about college football in your first two games
4: myself? Uh, It's definitely more disciplined football. Uh, It's definitely more a higher pace. Uh, And it it is definitely no INT. You're going to need all other 10 other players with you Mm -hmm. on the same field for you to move the ball north to south. Anthony,
1: what were your conversations like with Coach Hagan as soon as you, you get back? Was he kind of telling you right away, hey, be ready? as soon as you're healthy you kind of you're, you're going to be in the mix what was that kind of like for you and if that's the case kind of what? how much should that give you confidence going forward just you know if they, uh, and confidence coaching that has in you um just to put you in there right away as soon as you're back healthy All
4: Right. so um he pretty much he pretty much just I mean I kind of knew as well because a lot of our backs was going down so I knew I had to step up especially knowing i was going to be clear um but it really wasn't no pit me to the side it was like a like you you got to get ready like stay ready so you don't have to get ready type of thing and that's kind of what i took with it and yeah that's why i read with Hey,
3: Anthony. how you doing um arizona you had a couple of reception your fair share carries a touchdown a good game overall for you overall what was that experience like on saturday and was it fun for you, even though the <clears throat>
4: Buffs didn't come out with a win? It was a pretty good experience. Uh, that was my first away game. Um, despite how things turned out, uh, the experience was great. But um, as a football player, it's just kind of hard. You know, um, I kind of dropped some tears that night, you know, being that we could get the, the win that we wanted, that we planned for. But, you know, uh, we was able to, you know, fix things up for the last couple of weeks. Uh, especially for the Arizona game and uh, now we're ready to move forward pretty much. Hey Anthony,
1: um, obviously Owen and a lot of other freshmen are playing right now. How yeah. um, have you guys kind of stayed together just with the coaching change and everything going
4: on this year? Uh, you know um, we're pretty close especially the young guys uh, we came in as one and before like any other practice as a team that we had we was all you know Meeting up with each other, trying to get things right, you know, understanding each other, understanding the place, um, where we were where we needed to be, you know. But um, that's kind of we we all really feed off each other. Uh, a lot of us come from winning programs, so um, we kind of, we kind of took what what we all know from each other and um, pretty much, you know, just kind of put it all together and try to spread the wisdom around.
2: Yeah, the uh, coach talked about that group, that running back group, is just kind of one unit. You guys are trying to feed off each other. Yes. Sir. How valuable is that for you guys as a as a group to to put aside any um, you know personal desires to be the guy? You want 20 carries, things like right. that. But um, how important is it for you guys you know feed off each other and be rooting for each other?
4: It's very important. But the 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 running back group we have is is we definitely uh, all of us are a group of selfless guys. Uh, nobody. You won't see nobody ducking their heads because they didn't get 20 carries a game, none of that. We kind of all just, like I said, feed off each other. You know, we, we say it all the time, iron sharp is iron. So uh, that group, uh, we kind of know we're kind of a little special group. We uh, we try to help each other out which ways um, we kind of pick off each other's game styles, you know, um, whether it's catching the ball or running in between the tackles or outside the tackles. So uh, it's a pretty special group, and uh, we put a lot on our shoulders uh, being that uh, we know what we got, what well, we know what we want to do yeah. as far Any as going Anything
3: else for
2: Anthony? All right. Thanks, Hank.
3: Appreciate it. All right. You. Thank you. <clears throat> How y'all doing? Doing oh, well. Doing oh, well. Mm. All
2: right, questions for Josh? Josh, just your perspective of what's been going on the last couple of weeks. I mean, a uh, lot's happened since the last time we talked to you, but um, going through, obviously, a, a very difficult first five games and then losing mm-hmm. the head coach. And, uh, just give me your perspective on how
3: you've handled it today. Uh, it's going to sound crazy, but I've been blessed in college football. I've seen a lot of coaching changes. I've, this is my fourth head coach in, well, five seasons. So, I mean, that's a part of it. It's a business at the end of the day. Like you either going to produce or you're not, and those are the ones that kind of, died to cross with it. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's like get coaches getting fired the same thing as a coach taking a better job. My freshman year at West Virginia, we're really good. Lose the last couple of games, Hogerson flies from to Houston after the bowl game, and we don't find out until the next day he's not our coach anymore. So, I mean, stuff like that happens in, in a business like this. Josh, what's the big, biggest change you've seen with Gerald Chapman taking over the defense? The energy. The energy, of course, uh, kind of doing a couple different things. Um, but really just the energy, like the, the level of expectation has, has risen to a completely different level, i say that.
1: Coach Shadman's talked a lot about playing sound, simple, fast football. Do you guys – have you seen that so far in the past couple of weeks, and do you think that will help you guys defend the run better moving
3: forward? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like, way more simple than the things we've done in the past. It's not dumbing it down, but just making sure it makes sense to everybody across the board. Like, there, there really should be no confusion, especially if we stay in our books. And, I mean, it's, it's really just simple, simple defense.
2: Obviously, you guys had a buy last week? So how much personal reflection, team reflection did you guys have? Was it nice to kind of step away and kind of process everything that's going on and try to figure out how to move mm-hmm. forward?
3: Yeah, we definitely did that uh, from players and coaches. Our coaches didn't take a break at all. Our coaches worked like sound the whole time. We came back and we already had the full game plan ready for us on Sunday. Uh, for me, I was I was blessed enough to go back home and see my daughter, see my family. So, it was good to kind of relieve different things. My my of course me being an older guy, I got different sets of values and stuff like school. I've been done with school is just football and family for me at that point. So, being able to see my why was 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 great for me. To get a reflection because I'm far away from home. I do really get to see him a lot. Josh, just
1: curious what your kind of early impressions of this Cal offense are so far. Obviously, they have a really talented freshman running back that's averaging over 100 yards per game. How do you guys? How are you guys approaching this week? And has, I mean, you faced a lot of really good rushing attacks so far this season, so has that
3: kind of prepared you for uh, what you're going to face this week? Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like pretty much every, every running back in the Pac-12 is solid. Every starting back in the Pac-12 is solid. Of course, every team has a solid backup as well. A lot of these running backs can go anywhere in the country and play for any team, so like you said, a freshman being able to come in and produce like that, that's a, a tribute to the offensive line and the offensive coordinator being able to put things together to help him succeed. Uh, they're really sound. really, really sound rushing attack. They really just want to maul you, beat you down. And of course he has the speed to pop different things. They want to show you different looks to kind of get him in space. But the biggest thing is basically just kind of wear you down, get you tired. Similar to like an Iowa State team that I've played in the past.
1: You said you had a daughter, right? Yeah.
2: So can you t- tell me about what that meant to you um, to be able to go back and, and, you know, during the season go back and see her, you know, and how hard has it been for you to be away for several weeks?
3: But uh, do you think that kind of re-energized you, personally, just to be able to see her a little bit? Yeah, it's big. like. Shoot, I, it amazes me to this day, like I'm a dad. Like it's, <laughs> like that's a, it's a hard and an easy pill to swallow. Cause at the same time, like you, you're living for yourself, but you also gotta live for somebody else. So like, it was always bigger than me, but now it's completely bigger than me. And every time I get a chance to see her, like of course she's, it's been a long, it's been a decent amount of time between the times I get to see her. So now I'm seeing her, She's she got control of her neck now. She's eating solid food. She got teeth, last time I seen her, she was just sitting there, couldn't move her neck. You gotta hold her position in different ways, so she definitely started to develop a personality, become her, and it's cool to be able to see that. And now, like, I'm able to see her a lot, a lot often, like, and she's starting to get older, so she's developed more, so she's starting to remember me, see me, like, get smiling and stuff like that, so it's cool.
1: Anything else for Josh? All right, thank you, sir.